Hello, you dirty, filthy whorebags. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen S, coming to you live with another episode of Tea Time, okay? So, with this week's episode of Tea Time, there was so much that was going on, so much controversy and that sort of thing. Uh, So, we're just going to jump right into it. So, the first topic on Tea Time on Queen's Table with your girl, Queen Ness. We're going to talk about Snoop Dogg, okay? So last week's episode, we did co-sign with Snoop Dogg and all that he had to say uh, when it came to telling Gail about herself. Um, But this week, it seems as though Snoop had a change of heart. After speaking to his mother, he did issue a public apology to Gail, and he actually put it on Instagram. So I'm just going to play it for you guys now. said, Gil King, I publicly tore you down by coming at you in a derogatory manner based off of emotion and being angry at questions that you asked, um, overreacted. I should have handled it way different than that. Uh, I was raised way better than that. So I would like to apologize to you publicly for the language that I used, calling you out of your name and just being disrespectful. I didn't mean for it to be like that. I was just expressing myself Of people look up to you and they love me and they appreciate me, so I want to let them know that anytime you mess up, it's okay to fix it, it's okay to man up and say that you're wrong. I apologize. Hopefully, we can sit down and talk privately. Have a good day. So first, I commend Snoop for doing that because that is a big boy's job to kind of uh, take it on to yourself as a responsibility to kind of publicly apologize the same way that you publicly disrespected. I personally feel as if with the whole situation surrounding Gail, um, there was a lot of, you know, conversations that were held as to, you know, as a journalist, there are certain things that, you know, you have to talk about and that sort of thing. And, you know, that was kind of out of her control, out of her hands and whatever. But, you know, I do commend Snoop for apologizing and, you know, he did put, had a talk with my mama, thank you mama, two wrongs don't make a right, um, time to heal at Gail King, peace and love, praying for you and your family as well as Vanessa and the kids. So, Oprah did, um, go on, um, uh, live on, uh, network and basically was saying how she was receiving death threats and how she can't get out of bed and all this other stuff and you know with me I just personally feel like in a way this is just a victimization role you know I do understand that you know the death threats and calling her out her name you know wasn't the best method of choice to be used But when I look back on the interview and I look back on the conversation that was had, it was as if, you know, you knew better. That's just the way that I see it. Like, you knew better. You know that if the shoes was on the other foot, you wouldn't want someone to terrorize you with such a question like this, especially knowing the facts that you do know. 
You know, my whole thing concerning the whole interview with her and Lisa Leslie is I just feel like there's a time and a place for everything. And that was not the time nor the place, especially because Lisa Leslie is not someone who publicly does interviews, period. And so for her to sit down and have a conversation with you, she sat down with you because she felt comfortable with you as being a black woman. She felt comfortable with putting herself in such a vulnerable state to talk about her dear friend, not to be harassed. And, you know, just based off of the interview and how Leslie answered those questions beautifully, it was like you were antagonizing her. You know, when she spoke about her being in the club and never seeing Kobe act that way, your response to her response was, you wouldn't know that as a friend. Like, what? You know, so, and then on top of that, she was saying, you know, wasn't the case dismissed? And so Gail was like, yeah, the case was dismissed because she didn't show up to court. No, sweetie. The case was dismissed because there was seven other Siemens in her and she could not validate who exactly raped her, quote unquote. Okay. At the end of the day, exactly how Lisa Leslie stated, y'all had an ample amount of opportunity to question him. Y'all never did. Why? Because y'all knew better. And so now that he's gone, you want to terrorize him over a situation that he already nipped it in the butt. And as a journalist, you would know that in his Oscar movie, he pinpointed everything concerning that situation. He did not think that he raped her. He still don't think that he raped her. However, as the man that he was, he stated that he publicly apologized to her and his wife because she felt like he raped her. Not to mention his wife at the time miscarried because of the whole cheating scandal. So you not knowing, but you needing to know all of this about this man, why would you Why would you think that that was a nerve that was designated for you to hit when sitting down with one of his best friends? So for me, I, I can't sympathize with Gail. I don't feel sorry for her at all whatsoever. I guess, you know, you can call it what you want, but... There was no sense of empathy during that interview. There was no sense of empathy for Vanessa or her family during that interview. So I can't find empathy in you, in your situation, because you're still here. You're still breathing. You're still alive. So with that being said, Snoop, I commend you. Um, That was definitely a manly thing to do. Like you said, there is a lot of men that don't know that, you know, your apology has to be just as loud as your disrespect was. And so that's a good way to kind of start that conversation and, you know, allowing other men, especially black men, to realize that there's nothing wrong with apologizing. If you feel like you done fucked up and you want to right your wrongs, there's nothing wrong with doing that publicly. So shout out to you, Snoop. Um, And since we're on the topic about Kobe Bryant, um, I do want to also state that, you know, the next topic, of course, is about concerning his um, funeral. And so reports um, stated that Kobe and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, um, was laid to rest in a private funeral um, in California on February 7th. Um, there was so many details surrounding exactly how his funeral was, if it was going to be at the at the Staples Center, if it was going to be public and that sort of thing. Uh, but sources did confirm um, that the funeral was already held on February 7th. Um, and that Vanessa and the family wanted a private service to mourn their loss. The ceremony was extremely hard for everyone, as it is still hard for them to grasp that they lost two beautiful souls. Um, at this time, there was no word as to how many attended the private ceremony. Um, but I do know that there's still going to be a public memorial at the Staples Center on February 24th um, for Kobe. Um, and they used that date since, of course, Kobe's jersey number was 24. And... 
in a way also Gianna's number was two so it kind of you know plays itself out so that service will um, still be attended but I think that that was great Um, I think I'm you know more so happy that Vanessa kind of made the ultimate decision to do what was best for her instead of allowing everyone else to kind of tell her how she's supposed to do what is best for her and um, her loss and so my heart is still with Vanessa. I know she uploaded a video of uh, uh, Capri walking. Well, not walking, but, you know, trying to stand on her own. And, you know, just hearing her voice, you know, you could tell that she it was like a bittersweet moment because Coco, which is the nickname that they gave her, um, since her middle name is Kobe, which is crazy in itself on top of that. But, you know, she literally has Gianna's whole face like she literally has her whole face and and I'm just I just know that if Vanessa was in this by herself you know and didn't have a newer blessing to kind of live for it would be 10 times harder for her to kind of go through life knowing that she's not going to have her husband and her daughter by her side so my thoughts and my prayers are always with Vanessa and all the other families um, that were lost during the, the uh, during this tragedy. Um, I know for the Albert Alberta Albertio, I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong. I do apologize. There's no there's no disrespect in that. But um, at the um, uh, field that he played for, um, they also held a public service for. Um, his family as well there to show their respects so my heart and my prayer goes out to all the families that were hurt um, during that tragedy um, of that helicopter ride a few weeks ago and it still doesn't feel real it really doesn't but you know at the end of the day God makes no mistakes whether you're a believer whether you're not a believer God makes no mistakes and there's a reason for everything I'm gonna just leave it as that okay so on to the next topic on Tea Time with Queen S. We are going to talk about Kent State, okay? So over the week, Kent State University announced that they're going to provide free college tuition for the first graduating class of LeBron James I Promise School. So these students are currently 11th graders, um, and so they went on to go on basically a school tour. And so um, yesterday, they actually went to Kent State University, where they were gifted four years free college tuition. On top of that, they will also have one year free of room and boarding paid for. I just think that that is amazing. Um, that just shows how beautiful um, life works when you work for being a blessing you know, I've always had a, there was always a saying that I would always hear that in order for you to be blessed, you have to be a blessing. And so there's so many other opportunities that are out there for you to kind of leave your blueprint. And I'm just glad that LeBron James took it upon himself to kind of think about others besides himself and kind of leaving his mark in that way and allowing these kids to actually have opportunity to be better and do better. And truth be told, it's kind of sad because if they weren't at that school and that school did not exist, where would those kids be? Would those kids still be able to get those same opportunities? I'm pretty sure they wouldn't. But James, King James, we see you. We love you. We honor you. We love what you're doing for your community because look, look, you are doing an amazing job. Okay. I would hope and pray that God allows me to even come close to being able to give back to Broward the way that 
he's been giving back to his hometown. So we'll keep on the lookout for I Promise University graduating class. Like I said, they're 11th graders now, so that means they'll graduate next year. So they all got a full ride to Kent State University, including one year room and boarding for free as well. So shout out to you, LeBron. Shout out to you, Kent State, for doing y'all thug thistle. All right, it be that's it, period. That's how we do it. We give back. In order for you to be blessed, you got to be a blessing. And that's on that. So next topic on Tea Time with Queen S, we're going to talk about Simone Biles says that she's tired of beauty being turned into a competition, okay? So yesterday she went on Instagram and she kind of wrote an open letter. So she said, let's talk about competition, specifically the competition I didn't sign up for and feel like I've been on almost on a daily challenge for me. And I don't think I'm the only one. In gymnastic, as many other professions, there's a growing competition that has nothing to do with the performance itself. I'm talking about beauty. I don't know why, but there, but others feel as though they can define your own beauty based off of their standards. I've learned to put a strong front and let most of it slide, but I'll be lying if I told you that when people say about my arms, my legs, my body, of how I look in a dress, leotard, bathing suit, or even in casual pants hasn't gotten me down at times. As I think about it, I don't have a look far very common. I don't have to look very far to see how common this judgment has become has become, excuse me, I'm tired of everything in my life being turned into a competition. So I'm standing up for myself and for everyone else that has gone through the same. Today I say I'm done competing versus beauty standards and the toxic culture of trolling when others feel as though their expectations are not met because nobody should tell you or I what beauty should or should not look like. Beauty is hashtag no competition. I commend you, Simone, because I feel like Beauty and the competition besides and behind beauty has always been there. But I think with the advancement of social media, it's kind of become more of a toxic bullying type of thing. Um, I also think that with today's mainstream media, you know, kind of depicting what is their version of beauty standards, you know, having the perfect hourglass shape, you know, going to get your body done and getting lipo and a Brazilian butt lift and that sort of thing. It's like... It's harder for natural girls and girls who have not gotten work done to still feel beauty in a world where they're telling you that you cannot compete where you don't compare. I personally have nothing against girls who get their body done. I just feel like if you're going to get your body done, you have to make sure that you're doing it for yourself and that 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 it's not something as like in like an exit strategy, like, oh, I'm going to get my body done because I know if I get my body done, you know, I ain't going to have to work no more and niggas going to be looking at me or whatever the case is, I'm going to be good. You know, that I don't understand, that I don't get, that I don't respect. But if there's something that you don't like about your body and you've tried so hard to figure it out and you still can't get it down pack and you choose to go under the knife, then so be it. You know, if you have the coins for it, I think you should do what is best for you. But I do agree with heard that there's this shift that has happened where, you know, everyone's standard of beauty has to be a straight line when in fact it doesn't. Beauty has no standards. Beauty, there's no competition. If that was the case, then the fashion industry wouldn't be the fashion industry. The fashion industry is the fashion industry how it is because of how diverse and how different it is. How no two stylists is alike, not no two stylists, you know, sew the same or whatever the case is and fashion designers and that sort of thing. So, 
I do think that we do need to get to a place where there's no competition when it comes to beauty. You know, beauty is whatever you choose to define beauty as. And I'm I'm just glad that she took it upon herself to kind of speak up for herself and say, hey, you know, I hear everything that y'all are saying. I hear everything that y'all are saying, but it don't matter because I know who I am. So shout out to you, queen. You know, keep doing you. Keep being the great person that you are. And we just going to keep it pushing. We're going to still be gloating for you. We're still going to be making sure that we're rooting for you because, you know, you're a boss. You're a boss. And you are beautiful. Okay? Don't let nobody tell you anything else, sweetie. Epi, that's it. Epi, that's it. All right? So on to the next topic on Tea Time with Queen. Next, we're going to talk about the stripper who fell off the pole and injured herself. She said her friend set up a GoFundMe account. And so... I've been reading about her and stuff like that. And, you know, people are kind of like biased when it comes to the whole situation. But long story short, um, her name is Gina, Gina, Gina Sky. I don't know. One of the two. But she was performing in she was performing at a strip club in Texas where she climbed up to a two story stripper pole to do some, um, you know, extra dance moves. But she lost um, her grip and she failed on the stage so she didn't seem to be injured because she immediately got back up and proceeded to twerk and finish on however um now you know she did post a video stating that this isn't for attention but she has medical bills um because she broke her jaw and would have to get surgery so the last time i checked her gofundme um the amount that she was seeking was i believe twenty thousand dollars and it was at maybe four to five thousand give or take and people were questioning her. People were just like, you know, y'all are dumb as fuck for, you know, paying for this girl's um, uh, surgery to be done. You know, she decided to be a stripper and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so, but I personally just feel like when it comes down to it, there's a lot of people that forget that strippers are just like us. They don't have health insurance. They don't have anything. And stripping is a job it's entertainment you're an entertainer and it's so funny how people are just so quick to shame them but I mean most niggas go to the strip club and they throw their life savings away they throw their paycheck away you know they do it to flaunt and show other niggas that they got it and that they got it made and stuff like that but when it comes to uh injury it's like all hell breaks loose it's like oh my gosh why would y'all ever you know give her money to to fix herself or how y'all know she's not ripping y'all off and about to go get her body done. She looks fine to me. It's just, listen, I just, social media is the devil. Okay. Because there's a lot of people who is all barking, no bite and behind closed doors. They have all the things in the world to say about the next motherfucker, but don't even have a pot to piss in them damn self. You know what she decides to do with the money that's between her and God. She told people that it's needed for her job. So people are donating to help her because strippers do not just have an awesome health care benefit just sitting on the side of the road that they could just so choose. And then on top of that, that strip club did, in fact, come out stating that they're not responsible for anything that she got going on. They're not responsible for her job being broken or anything. Everyone knows strippers do those tricks to get more money. So you cannot fault somebody for trying to be an entertainer and ended up slipping and falling at work. What's the difference between you having a slip and fall at work and having to use workers' comp or file an unemployment? 
You know, people people just want to pretend that they're all high and mighty when in all actuality, they're not. So do you, Sky? Okay, do you? I hope all ends up going well for you. You know, don't let people make you feel like you're doing too much or you're not doing enough or whatever because that's none of their motherfucking business. You know, I hope everything works itself out for you and we're just going to leave it as that. Epi, that's motherfucking it. You feel me? You heard me? Period. And so the next topic on Tea Time with Queen S, we're going to talk about that baby versus his baby mama. All right, if y'all were under a rug this week, honey, there was shade thrown everywhere. There was shade thrown. So the baby baby mama, uh, Mimi, went on Instagram with a series of tweets, uh, with, with a series of Instagram posts. So the first thing that she said was a quote-unquote man would never try to disable a woman who uplifts her. A little boy wants to control and take advantage of the woman. Let's drop facts. And so with this whole situation going on between the baby and his baby mama, it was circling around the fact that the baby is having a baby on the way. He did confirm that there is a baby on the way, but he stated that the baby was in fact produced when they weren't together so he doesn't know exactly why she's going on a rant you know doing all of this so i am just just gonna play uh what the baby said okay what's happening it look like today's turning out to be another eventful day for baby on the internet per usual per usual you know what i mean they used to whatever come with the territory um but unfortunately enough like for y'all, this type of situation ain't gonna get the reaction of the vibe that y'all probably expecting out of me. Because unlike any other situation like this one, it's way too it's way too delicate. It got the most important thing in the world to me dead in the center of it. And what I stand on as a man, as a parent, as a father, what I stand on like it's completely against ever allowing, you know, your child to be Exploited on the internet for clicks or for 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 cloud or for the cloud word for just anything negative. I don't I don't want it nowhere near my baby or I don't want it to affect my baby. No type of way. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm here for. That's my job as a parent to protect her from those type of things, especially the type of parent I am. And just did I stand on? You know what I mean? As a man, um, so you know. The, the little that the, the been put out there and shit has been brought to my attention. I see what's going on. I see the the screenshots and, and the old screenshots and I see um I see motherfucking videos from a week or two ago or what have you. And um my response is, is just this like I have no response at all. This is my response and this isn't even really a response. It's really I don't want it nowhere near my bed. And then on top of that, he finally confirmed because all of this that was going on, the baby mom was basically saying that he has another baby on the way and that he cheated on her and that, you know, you can't, you know, hold the nigga down for long because he's going to end up creeping up on you. So the baby's like, we weren't together. And so all this hooting and hollering that you're doing is just unnecessary. But he did motherfucking co-sign the fact that he does have a baby on the way so thing um you know because the same way you know, oh shit i don't want to plan the same way i say you know i would never speak down on a person i never 
a lot of internet to look down on the person who who birthed a child for me. Um, when a new coming blessing was conceived, um, me and Shorty was not together. Shorty was not with me. Living with me was not in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, everybody know that the you know, that came out the horse's mouth, you know, that we wasn't together at the time. So don't be fooled, man. Don't be fooled. The information is always given and was information that, that, that has been out there. It was just, you know, kept off the internet as it should have been. But, you know, for whatever reasons that it was put on the internet, whatever intentions behind it, I pray all goes well with that. And, um, you know, yeah, we just continuing to live righteously. Y'all be blessed, baby. Oh. So, what I have to say, and, you know, I may not know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm going to just say from my perspective, okay? I've never heard the baby call his baby mama anything besides his baby mama. So, with all of this that, that comes about and circulating around this whole situation between him and his baby mama, I do remember that there was an interview that she had, like, way before in the earlier months of his you know career blowing up and in that interview they asked her if they were together she was like no they're not together but he knows what the fuck is up so for me it's kind of like and it's crazy because I was having this conversation with my homegirl the other day but we as women we set ourselves up to look dumb you know we set ourselves up to get played because I'm not sitting here going to claim a nigga that's not claiming me. I'm not going to sit here and say what we know is what we know. Because ultimately speaking, that's not saying nothing. You know, granted, you can't break a home that's already broken. You know, you can't step in and say, hey, you know, she's a homewrecker or this or that if your home was already broken. And like I said, I've never heard the baby call you anything besides his baby mama. So for you to be you know, as upset as you are, I guess I definitely get it because you are the mother of his child and you were under the impression that, you know, kumbaya, y'all was going to run to the sunset, y'all going to do y'all or whatever the case is. But when a man shows you who they are the first time, you got to believe him. Obviously, there was a reason why y'all weren't together prior to him being who he is now. And so it's like, take your L. Take your L, sweetie. Take your L, sweetie. That's all you can do. You have to take your L. You have to take your L for what it is. And it's and it's sad because I know the history behind their relationship and stuff like that. And, you know, how they've been rocking for each other for a very long time. But history don't mean shit, baby. History don't mean nothing if a man can't do right by you before and can't do right by you now. So you just have to take ownership for your fault in the situation, too. Because, like I said, when a man show you who they are the first time. You believe their asses. You believe their asses. And if you choose not to believe them, you got to take your L. And so, unfortunately, the baby's baby mama is taking her L publicly because now he actually claimed that child. So, what are you going to do now? You th- What are you going to do now? Child could never be me. That's all I'm going to say. Could never be me. I don't know about you, but it could be never be me. Happy, that's it. You know? On to the next topic on Tea Time with Queen S on Queen's Table. We're going to talk about a Nipsey Hussle documentary directed by Ava and reports landed on Netflix. Okay, according to a deadline, prior to being picked up by Netflix, other streaming services such as Apple and Amazon were bidding on this project. 
Ava is no stranger when it comes to having her projects released on Netflix. Of course, prior to this, she did release um, in, in last year when they see us. Um, and she actually also dropped her Academy Award nominated documentary 13th on their streaming services as well in 2016. So the production itself, which we'll put together through Ava, Ava and Nipsey Marathon's film company, will reportedly secure all the information, all the rights concerning uh, Nip and his life story. So I am excited about this because one thing that Ava does well, she directs very well. She gets the message across. She lets you know exactly what message she's trying to reach, what where she's trying to gravitate to. You feel all the vibes. So I am super duper 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 excited for that um, documentary. And I and I and I really want to know exactly how she's going to play everything out because I know she's going to do everything gracefully. And that's what that has been lacking in a lot of documentaries concerning celebrities is gracefulness you know but to each his own what 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 the hell do i know anyways last but not least sweetie we're gonna talk about Dwayne wade revealing that his 12 year old son will now go by zaya instead of zion and he released this information publicly on the ellen show he stated that me and my wife, Gabrielle Union, are proud parents of a child in the LBGTQ plus community. My son, Zion, uh, prefers now to go by the name Zaya and pronunciations of her and she. With that being said, there was a lot of feedback that was given, whether that was on Facebook, whether that was on Twitter, whether that, whether that was on Instagram. There was a lot of feedback from the black community. Um, first and foremost, we want to talk about um, Wade's oldest son, you know, pinning his letter, uh, to his younger sister, um, stating, man, I remember bugging my mom as a kid, telling her I wanted a brother so bad. I was the only child looking for company and someone to look after and take care of. I have been blessed to have my best friend Zaya with me for 12 years. We did everything together. We fought, we played, we laughed and we cried. But one thing we never did was leave each other behind. I told you that I would lay my life down to make sure that you are 10 toes down and happy on this earth. I don't care what they think, Z, you are my best friend and I love you, man. And if that means anything, just knows no love lost is on this side. And Gabby, Gabrielle Union also has been publicly, you know, co-signing. Um, someone stated, really grateful to Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for continuing to model what supportive, generous, and thoughtful parents look like. Gabby responded, Gabby response was, this has been a journey. We're still humbling we're still humbly learning, but we decided quickly with our family that we wouldn't be led by fear. We refuse to sacrifice the freedom to live authentically because we are afraid of what people might say. You have the ability to learn and evolve, so try that shit. Also, the tremendous support we've received is amazing and hopefully inspires more folks to center support, love, and protect the most um, protect the most of us. And so, you know, with that being said, there was a lot of feedback that I received from the black community within my own, you know um, support system, not necessarily support system, but between Facebook and that sort of thing. And what I realized is that for some strange reason, black people just do not want their kids to be gay as if it's like the end of the world. You know, I've seen people say that, you know, you know, that's Dwayne Wade, but my child, my son ain't going to be gay. And you know, all this, that, and the third, and it's like, y'all are really this pressed about sexual orientation, but y'all are not pressed about the same energies when it comes to, your sons being abusers, your sons being narcissistics, your son being a freeloader, your son being, you know, an ain't shit father, your son being a drug dealer, your son robbing banks, 
your son busting licks. All of those things are perfectly fine to accept, but you cannot accept your child being gay. I've seen grown mothers literally take care of their sons for 35, 45 years, have them living in their basement and stuff like that, but will disown their child for being gay at 12. Make it make sense, people. Make it make motherfucking sense. I really don't know why there is such a hate behind a black man being gay. Why is there such a hate behind it? Like, I really want to know why, like, where is it rooted from? Because at this point, it's disgusting. At this point, there's a lot of black people that don't know what the true meaning of unconditional love is. And there's a lot of people that also stated, you know, as a 12 year old, she doesn't know any better. You know, how can you make that major decision? She don't know what pussy feels like. It's just, it's just, I know when I was 12, when I was 12, I knew better. I knew right from wrong. I pretended to not know better, but I knew better. I knew better. And so it's like for you looking on the outside and how are you trying to shame a father for being a father? How are you shaming a father for showing his child unconditional love, you know, which is love without condition and condition is based off of what you think your child should be. I hope y'all know that y'all are ignorant. It's fuck. And I'm here to tell y'all. Okay. Y'all don't care about your son being ain't shit niggas, but let him be motherfucking gay. The whole world's going motherfucking in. What is the problem? Why is there such this big fear behind being gay? Like, and then on top of that, you know, I I did see Sesame Street was going to have uh, Mr. Fabulous himself on there. Not the artist Fabulous, but... um, Mr. Fabulous himself, I can't think of his name, but he is just graceful all the time. And, um, you know, the comments were just like, you know, we don't need uh, gay people on everything and that sort of thing. And, you know, granted, I do agree. I do agree that there shouldn't be any sex involved in anything concerning kids, whether that is homosexuality, whether that's not homosexuality, like heterosexuality, like there should be nothing concerning sex kids should be kids kids should only know what colors look like they should know what love is loving everybody that means loving the person that's next to you whether they're a boy whether they're a girl whether they're black whether they're white that is what our kids should know but people cannot sit here and be upset that you know gay gays are asking for equal rights gays are asking for the representation granted like i said i don't think that kids TV show or anything concerning around what kids education should have anything dealing with sex period regardless of sexual orientation but I do feel like this conversation is just more so like a personal issue no not even a personal issue a personal vendetta against gay people like what is the problem what is the problem in the black community when it comes to having a gay child I really do not understand I really don't understand I don't think I'm gonna ever understand because I don't think people understand themselves why is it such a problem my son can't be with no nigga why why is for you as a parent you co-signing that you did a good job as a father is by having your son having a girl on his arm than a guy you know is that what you deem as perfect parenthood to you you know not the fact that your child is you know successful not the fact that your child is a man 
not the fact that your child is doing what he needs to do. It's him coming home with the girl is what bothers and stirs you up and makes you feel like you did the best that you could as a father. Make it make sense, people. Make it make motherfucking sense. I commend Dwayne Wade. I'm thankful that it's a black man that is in this position that's kind of changing the narrative and changing the story and the storyline concerning having black kids in the LBGTQ community. And I hope he continues. I, I hope he continues to support his daughter the way that he should. And we're just going to leave it as that. You can agree to disagree or fuck you. You know, what people fail to realize is you don't have to agree to something to respect it. You don't have to like it to respect it. Just fucking respect it. And for some reason, people can't respect the shit. And it's disgusting. So I'm going to just leave it as that. If he that's motherfucking it. All right, y'all. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of Tea Time. If you have not already, check our previous episodes below. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. It's Valentine's Day weekend. I hope y'all get all the pusses, all the dingling and the pitas in the world. Don't bring no babies. I don't need no more babies. Y'all don't need no more babies, okay? Y'all need no more babies. But get all the dick, all the pussy that you need, all right? Because I ain't getting shit. So, until next time, my dirty, filthy whorebags, hugs and kisses, y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah!